listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. The weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service. Educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 271, entitled, What's in a Name? Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every weekend, of course, for the questions, the comments, and the feedback that you guys are sending through. I really do appreciate it. This week, I wanted to uh, give you guys some actionable content on naming your lawn care business, whether you're just starting a lawn care business for the first time and you're uh, thinking about uh, that aspect, or whether you are uh, an established business and maybe looking to rebrand your business. Uh, I know a lot of guys who have done that throughout the years, they'll go through uh, you know, one sort of business and then uh, decide that they want to change things up, give a new fresh look uh, and uh, have a whole new name uh, to go with it. Maybe you're in a situation uh, like I was, where I was in, uh, you know, a um, franchise type system or, you know, you could be in a different business or maybe a partner with somebody or something like that. And you're deciding to, you know, leave that and go on your own. Uh, like I did uh, separating from the franchise and needed to uh, start my own brand, start my own uh, name. So I wanted to uh, discuss um, all the things that went through my mind in uh, strategically planning out the name of my business. Uh, this was um, a very uh, important step when you're thinking about starting a lawn care business because the name is obviously going to be with you uh, for many, many years, hopefully, uh, as your business grows and becomes successful. So you want to uh, make sure you're you're putting in some thought into uh, this name and not just randomly uh, picking something uh, you know, out of a hat or something like that. You want to uh, make sure you're doing your due diligence and uh, thinking strategically on how this name will affect you uh, going forward. Uh, so, like I said, uh, picking a name is a very important uh, aspect uh, in your lawn care business. Names are usually divided uh, or made up of two uh, parts. There is uh, the first part, uh, which is a unique identifier, and then there is a descriptive part. So, for example, uh, as a lot of you guys know who follow me on social media, uh, you're uh, subscribed to my YouTube channel or uh, you're following me on Instagram, you'll see uh, photos or videos of my business trailer. You know that my company name is Cloverdale Mowing. So the first uh, unique identifier is the part uh, that uh, of the name uh, that uh, is unique to me unique to my business. Uh, and that is the Cloverdale part. The descriptive part of my uh, company's name is the mowing part. Uh, so you have Cloverdale mowing. So you could have you know, a bunch of different companies uh, in the same city with the same uh, descriptive component, that second half uh, of their name. And you'll obviously uh, recognize, um, you know, 
from uh, social media and from, you know, just driving around town with your lawn care business, that there are a ton of businesses out there that have uh, mowing or lawn care, um, you know, uh, yard maintenance, all those types of things as their uh, descriptive component. And it's shared among different companies. But it's that first part that separates uh, you from the others, that uh, unique identifier. So for me, like I said, it's Cloverdale Mowing. If we were taking, um, you know, another uh, name, for example, I'll just, uh, you know, pick out uh, Brian's Lawn Maintenance. So Lawn Maintenance is the descriptive part of his name and it's whose lawn maintenance company is it it's brian's lawn maintenance company so that's his unique identifier for uh, his business name so your name you're going to have to decide on a unique identifier which is going to describe you and then the descriptive part which basically um, tells the public what you are all about so, <clears throat> excuse me. So you want to plan those parts out accordingly. The descriptive part, obviously, you're going to go with something like the lawn care or mowing or uh, uh, lawn maintenance or yard maintenance or, you know, that sort of thing or landscaping is another uh, really popular one. Uh, so you're going to decide that one. That one is really based on, you know, what it is that you want to do. If you're doing, you know, more than just mowing and you're going to be doing things like hardscaping, um, you know, pavers and things like that. If you're going to be doing a lot of, uh, like planting of trees and things like that, you may want to go for, um, you know, that descriptive part that is all encompassing, uh, with that. So you might want to go with something that's is like landscaping, for example, with me, I knew that uh, going out on my own, that I want to focus on the mowing aspect of the business. Uh, that's what uh, I enjoy doing. So I wanted to uh, focus in on that. I wasn't uh, necessarily interested, and I still am not interested in when people are uh, approaching me, asking me if I can uh, do, you know, like a hardscaping job or um, you know, do a bunch of, uh, you know, cedar plantings or things like that. I do, as you guys know, listening to the podcast, I do dabble in other things, um, in other services for my regular clients. So if a regular client asks me to, you know, do a fence repair or something like that, I will do it, but it's not something that I'm seeking out. It's not work that I am seeking out, but I will do it if a customer is asking me, uh, like an already established customer is asking me if it's a, a new client coming in um, that's calling and saying, hey, can you uh, fix my fence and replace the thing? I usually will turn those down because uh, I'm not interested in that. But if it was a regular client, then I will take it. So my name, my uh, naming decision in that sense, the descriptive part for me was going with uh, mowing because that's exactly you know what I wanted uh, to describe. Now on the unique identifier portion, uh, I ended up going with the word Cloverdale. Now Cloverdale is the uh, town that I live in, uh, in the city of uh, Surrey, British Columbia, uh, Canada, on the west coast of Canada. It's a city just outside of Vancouver, British Columbia. And uh, the 
neighborhood, I guess you could call it, of Cloverdale is sort of a historic uh, center, um, and it's been uh, around for a very long time. It's like where the, the area uh, was established very, very early on. Now, as a fun little <clears throat> side note, uh, for uh, those of you uh, who are interested, I actually, uh, this past weekend, uh, was, uh, you know, doing uh, the Netflix and chill with my wife, uh, basically, and we were uh, picking a movie to watch and scrolling through um, the uh, selection uh, on Netflix, uh, a goofy sort of comedy uh, popped up, one of those like really stupid, funny type uh, movies uh, called Hot Rod um, popped up. Uh, and uh, ironically, what caught my eye was in the preview, um, a swimming pool that uh, the uh, main character is about to uh, do like a daredevil jump over. And I was like, that looks familiar. And, uh, you know, in <clears throat> watching the movie and uh, doing some research on where it was filmed, uh, yes, it was filmed in Cloverdale. So it was uh, very uh, neat to see um, all of these different areas that I'm very familiar with that I work day to day in. So I uh, just, I thought I would throw that in as just a fun side note, uh, fun fact uh, for anybody that uh, cares. If you want to check out uh, where I live, uh, check out the movie Hot Rod. Um, like I said, that pool that he, he does that initial jump uh, on uh, is uh, literally like five minutes down the, the road from where I live. Uh, the little corner stores, a uh, scene that they're uh, sort of standing in front of and the whole little uh, downtown, uh, you know, small town USA look uh, is all... Um, you know, just uh, within a few minutes of where I live. Uh, and I've said in the past before, there's a lot of movie productions and stuff that happen uh, in this area. Uh, the whole series Smallville a few years ago was all filmed here in Cloverdale. But I thought I would throw that in because it's just a fun little fact there. But the so I went with uh, the word Cloverdale ultimately, but it's not it wasn't my uh, first choice, uh, <clears throat> necessarily. It wasn't something that popped in my head, uh, right away. It was in the list of names. So the first thing that I would start out with, if you are thinking about, uh, picking a name is to just take out a piece of paper and jot down whatever comes to your mind, do some brainstorming. And for me, I did that. I think I had, uh, when I, counted, it was somewhere around like 96 names or something that I had uh, written down. And then I had refined that and refined that and refined that and had a list of maybe, um, I would probably guess probably about <clears throat> 27 or 30 names or so uh, that I had seriously, uh, you know, sort of thought, yeah, you know, once I did the brainstorming, you're just writing down the first things that sort of pop in your head. You're not doing any research on the names in this first step, you are just writing stuff down, whatever comes uh, to mind. So I would uh, do that, just write down the first thing that uh, pops in your head. And then the next step that you're going to do when you got your like big master list of uh, all these possible and potential names is to just go through them and just start uh, canceling out names that you know, right away, you would never operate a business based on those names, just things that don't jive with you is just stuff that popped in your head. And 
you don't want to cancel those out right away when you are writing the stuff down. You just want to write the stuff down because those names as you're writing them down might trigger other thoughts of names that, um, you know, as you're seeing it written on the page, it might give you ideas for other names uh, that you could potentially use as your business. So don't be so judgmental on the names right away. Just start writing this stuff down. Like I say, that second step, then you can go through that list and just start crossing out those ones that were just, you know, so out of the realm of possibility for you that uh, without you even doing any research uh, on that particular name, it's just something that doesn't jive with you. So you cross those out. Uh, your next step here is you're going to have to do uh, a bit of research now with the names that are left. So uh, I'm just going to take a quick break and then uh, we'll get into uh, what it is exactly uh, that you want to do in terms of your research. At Xmark, we've poured decades of leading-edge engineering and old-fashioned work ethic into our Laser Z, the pioneering commercial zero-turn rider more landscape pros trust. So now you can experience cut quality, performance, comfort, durability, and reliability beyond your wildest dreams. Stop by your local dealer or visit xmark.com to experience an Xmark Laser Z and the attractive financing offers available now. Okay, so once you have your list, um, you know, sort of refined that first step, you've eliminated all of the names that are, uh, you know, don't jive with you. So you've got a, a, a list of potential names now. Uh, and like I said, uh, you know, when I had sort of this list narrowed down, I might have had, I think, you know, I think it was like 27 or something like that. Uh, I can't remember the exact number, but that's, you know, how much I whittled it down from the original, you know, really big list. So your next thing now is you're going to have to do uh, a bit of research, uh, you know, and for every area, every province, state, city, uh, all that sort of stuff, there may be different rules involved. So you're going to have to do a Google search, look for some sort of, um, you know, Google some sort of like business registry or something in your uh, state or province or country uh, that you're in, find out where, uh, you know, those rules are regulated. And it may be different uh, for different uh, uh, areas. So that's why uh, this is going to be sort of an individual uh, approach. So where I'm from, uh, there's a couple of different rules. And that is that, uh, you know, if you are registering uh, your business uh, or you're thinking about registering your business as a sole proprietorship, uh, which is the simplest form of business uh, that you can set up, there is no name protection with your company name. If you are uh, registering as, or you're thinking about becoming a limited company, um, you know, a um, uh, registered company, um, not a registered company, like a, a corporation, I meant to say, uh, so a limited or a corporation or that sort of stuff, then the name will have name protection. Uh, and basically what that means is if there are limited companies or corporations that are using that name, then no other business can use that name. If it's a sole proprietorship uh, that is using that name, then technically speaking, another company could come along and name their business exactly the same and incorporate that business and be completely legal using that same name uh, because the sole proprietorship does not have 
name protection. Now, why another company would want to do that, that's, you know, a completely different topic. Um, but, you know, that is the, uh, the rule there. Now, if uh, another company comes along and registers that same name and they uh, become a limited company, no one else can then use that name. But the original company, <clears throat> the sole proprietorship, is still allowed to uh, work uh, and operate under that name because they had, uh, you know, started using that name first. Uh, so they're not um, forced to change their name, but nobody else now can come along and use that name again because now it has name protection under that uh, limited company <clears throat> or corporation. So those are the rules in where I live. But like I say, where you live, it could be completely different. You know, it could be uh, a whole, you know, different uh, ball of wax. It could be like every company name is protected, uh, depending on uh, what country you're in or, or you know, what the situation uh, may be. So you want to look into those types of rules. And of course, you want to try uh, to get name protection. Uh, that is uh, obviously what I would recommend is uh, going and, uh, you know, whatever the case may be and where you live, whatever it takes to get that name protection, that's what you want uh, to do. So you're going to be doing research on these names that you have left. And uh, like I said, where I live, because of those, they have a business uh, registry that you can search. And you can search to see um, if that name is protected by a corporation or, um, you know, a limited business or anything like that. So you just start then, you know, typing in those names into your, this, you know, local state or provincial uh, business registry, and it's going to, you know, search for those names that you're uh, looking at, and it's going to give you an idea. Now, where I live, it's not an official result. <clears throat> um, it's just, uh, you know, you're basically doing the search on your own. You're just checking uh, the registered, you know, business registry for uh, companies with those uh, similar names, and you're going to eliminate those ones. When you get to the point of, you know, narrowing down, you know, after a few other steps, narrowing down the name that you actually, you know, would like to try uh, to register your business under, then you're going to in my case, and like I said, I can only speak to, um, you know, the rules and stuff that I'm familiar with where I live. So to register a business officially, you have to do a uh, name search. And this is where you would then fill out some paperwork at, you know, the government office, uh, put the name that you want. Um, I think they give you here, they give you three choices. So you can have three names listed. And they start and you put them in order of preference, like your first choice, your second choice, your third choice. Uh, and uh, you submit that with a fee. They do a name search. They check the first name first. If the first name is good, then that's it. That's as far as they go. They don't search the other two names. They just search that, you know, from the first one. If the first one is not good, then they move on to the second one and check the second name. And uh, then they mail you back a result uh, that... Uh, tells you which of your three choices was approved, if any were approved. And then you have uh, then the right to go and uh, go to uh, the higher government. Uh, so 
you can go then to like uh, the Canadian government uh, if you're here in Canada and then register your business uh, in whichever sort of, uh, you know, business structure you want, whether it's um, uh, the proprietorship or the uh, incorporation or whatever it is. Uh, and you submit that name, that verified name search uh, to, uh, you know, your registration documents. So that is the step or process here. Like I said, it probably be similar in different areas, uh, but obviously won't be the exact uh, sort of uh, system because, uh, you know, it's probably different in every state and every province and uh, all that sort of stuff. So you want to do your due diligence there and you want to eliminate because you're getting to a point where when you're submitting that name search to, um, you know, the official business registry for them to do the searching of your like three choices in my case, and you're paying a fee for that, you want to be pretty, um, you know, set on those three choices, for example, um, you know, where you are, it might be one choice that they give you when you uh, do a, a name search, if it's something that uh, they require, but because you're paying a fee, you don't want to be just willy nilly, having some names down and, you know, having them uh, do a search. You want to be, you know, pretty sure because if it comes back saying that, you know, none of those names are approved, well, now you're, you know, out of pocket for the, that fee and you're going to have to do that whole thing again. So you want to do as much due diligence as possible in knowing that, you know, depending on the rules in, you know, again, state and province, what would likely be approved and what would likely not be approved. Uh, so again, you want to look at rules, uh, anything. And like I said, for me, you know, if another company is called Cloverdale Mowing or, uh, you know, Coca-Cola or whatever the case may be, whatever it is that you are, your business is, obviously, if another business is already established and registered, the name's not going to get approved if you're trying to do the same name. Now, the other thing that they talk about uh, where I live is that it also can't be a name that could be confused with a company who is, uh, you know, registered, um, you know, a registered business. So for example, if, um, you know, I'll use Brian's lawn maintenance as an example again. And if Brian, if you're listening, uh, sorry, sorry, I didn't ask you for permission first, but uh, here's the uh, here's the example. So Brian, uh, you know, he names his company Brian's Lawn Maintenance. So where I live, if there was already an established Brian's Lawn Care um, or Brian's Mowing, uh, that was already an established business before Brian's Lawn Maintenance came along, then even though that descriptive part is different. It's not the same because it's um, the same type of work, the same type of business. There's a chance that it could get um, declined because it's the same, you know, industry. Uh, And it could be easily confused. You could confuse a Brian's lawn, main, Brian's lawn maintenance with uh, Brian's lawn care, uh, you know, if that was two separate companies. But what they would allow is a Brian's plumbing or a Brian's um, bakery, because that's a completely different 
industry. Uh, so the unique identifier part can be the same between different companies, uh, like my Cloverdale Mowing. Um, for my company, Cloverdale Mowing, there's also a long-established company that's been around for uh, decades uh, called Cloverdale Paint. And you can guess um, what they sell is paint products, right? If you want to paint your house or uh, that sort of stuff, you go there. It's just a retail store that sells paint. And uh, they've been around um, for a very long time. But I was still able to uh, register my company as Cloverdale Mowing because it's a you know completely different industry, even though that unique identifier, the Cloverdale part, was the same. So just some things that you need uh, to think about uh, in terms of your sort of first steps uh, in narrowing down a name is to eliminate any names that could be confused with other companies that are very close in the same industry. So, um, you know, whether that uh, descriptive part of your name, whether you're choosing lawn care, mowing, landscaping, whatever the case may be, if there's another company with that same unique identifier, that same first part, which can be common if it's first names and things like that, that people are using, then, you know, there could be a conflict there of, uh, you know, the name being too similar um, with another company in that same um, industry, uh, you know, servicing that same uh, area, same city, that sort of stuff. So those are names that might be not approved on a government level because it's too uh, similar uh, to an existing company. Now, once you get past that in your own research, of, like I said, you want to be doing your own uh, searching out business registries and things like that, um, that you can uh, search out, um, you know, other ways that you can search besides, um, you know, that business registry. Like for me, the other thing that I did was I went to sort of the city level and you can search out uh, businesses on like the city website uh, because, you know, all businesses should have, um business licenses through the city. And so there should be a way to search out those business licenses to see if, a, you know, if you're uh, going to do work uh, or you're going to hire a contractor, say as a homeowner, and you want to make sure that they are, you know, have a business license and things like that, that they're, you know, a legitimate business. The city allows you to search those businesses in that city. So that was the other thing I did. I searched out uh, all those name choices as well to see what would come up. What names are uh, familiar? What names are uh, similar to the ones on my short list of names? Now, the next step for me is equally uh, as important uh, as all of those searching of names of you know established companies, companies that are around you, companies that could be confused, that are similar, that sort of stuff. And that is your web presence for your company. So for me, this is, uh, you know, absolutely imperative, um, step, uh, especially, you know, it was an imperative step 15 years ago when I started my business. And now, you know, 15 years later, it's only more, um, imperative, uh, that you do, uh, these types of steps. So I'm just going to take another quick break and then, uh, we'll get uh, back right into it. Hey, Lawn Care Nation. Want to kickstart your lawn care business in the right direction? Introducing the Lawn Care Business Success Academy and the How to Price Lawns Profitably course. 
Save yourself the time and headaches of trying to figure out how to price lawn mowing jobs properly on your own. Learn about knowing your numbers and how to set a profitable hourly rate in five steps. Discover the five things to consider before quoting a lawn. What to look for when you're out in the field. How to spot red flags and what questions to ask prospective clients. Then learn how to put it all together and the best way to present a quote. So if you're ready to get your business on the road to profitability, then head over to LawnCareBusinessSuccessAcademy.com. Okay, so like I said, the second step here, uh, or you know, equally important step is that web presence. This is where we are now, and this is a fantastic thing uh, when you think about it because you know, this day and age, your business is seen. Uh, you know, if they're not seeing you in public, uh, they're searching for you online, and this is absolutely fantastic because online, it's you know, potentially a equal playing field, uh, you know, in real life, in, you know, the, uh, non online world, uh, you know, it's very unlikely that you as a single owner operator could have say the physical presence of say, you know, uh, for example, if you're opening a hardware store, Um, you know, your physical presence as a single, you know, mom and pop type shop, it's very unlikely that you would have that physical presence to compete with a Home Depot, you know, 130,000 square foot store. But online, you can be very equal. You can, you know, that, uh, equality, uh, is a lot more attainable versus in that sort of physical presence. So this is something you absolutely have to think about it. And so you want to make sure that whether you want to have a website or not, I know some guys um, don't feel the need to have websites. I think that's a mistake. I think you should always have a website. Um, A website is a place that you can control 100% of what the public sees. You can present your company in the way that you want versus relying on other areas like Facebook, Instagram, uh, you know, YouTube, all that sort of stuff. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have those. That's all part of this. You want to be able to have all of that. But in terms of website or not website, you absolutely have to have a website. Uh, Because in all of those other instances, it's algorithms that control who sees your piece of real estate on those platforms versus your own website where anybody is free to see that if they're, you know, searching for those services in their area, in those areas, and they're doing Google searches and things like that. Whereas, you know, when somebody steps into, you know, a Facebook, an Instagram, that sort of stuff, whether your page pops up, if they're just doing random searches and things like that, you know, is a crapshoot, basically. It's, you know, whether that algorithm chooses uh, to show your thing in a lot of cases, you know, whether you're, uh, you know, paying for, you know, sponsored ads and things like that, that can all affect that. Uh, 
I would still, of course, like I say, go and get all of those things. So that is my next step here uh, that I'm talking about is you want to take that short list now that you have of all your names uh, of the ones that are left on this list. You've eliminated all the ones in that first step of, you know, names that you wouldn't jive with, that you were just uh, brainstorming. You've now eliminated all the names that are conflicting, that are too similar uh, with known companies uh, that are already, you know, in your state or province or whatever the case may be. So now you're taking this short list and now you're searching the web and you're searching, um, you know, uh, social media as well. So this is what I did. I had my list. I had the short list of names down and across the top, I just had uh, basically like a grid uh, pattern. So I had the names along the left and then I had a grid of boxes and above the boxes was things like, you know, the URL um, and the URL in, you know, whether it was, you know, a dot com uh, in Canada, a dot CA, um, a dot uh, org, whatever that case may be. And then I would have, you know, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, now you could have uh, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever, you know those social media platforms that you want to check, Twitter, uh, all that sort of stuff, <clears throat> whatever you think you're going to use. And, and even if you're not going to use them, I would uh, list them out anyways. And <clears throat> then just start going through your list. Take the first name on that list. And the first thing you want to do is go to something like uh, hover.com or GoDaddy or something like that somewhere where you can search out URLs, type in that name, do a search, see what's available. Is the .com available? Is the .org available? Is the .ca available? And just check off on your grid what's available. Then go to YouTube, do a YouTube search for that name. See what users come up uh, with the, you know those names. Go to Instagram, is that name available? Go to Twitter, is that name available? Um, you know, TikTok, whatever the case may be, go through those lists for every name and do that same thing over and over and over. Now you can, of course, um, you know, speed up the process by sticking on one platform at a time. So, you know, go to that, you know, GoDaddy or Hover or whatever you're going to search for a name, type in the first name and just check off, you know, the .com, .ca, .org, you know, whatever the case may be that you're looking for, check them off. Then type in the next name, do a search, check them off, type in the next name so that you're not leaving that website and then having to come back and stuff. It just streamlines the process Do all those name checks first. Then same with Instagram, go to Instagram, type in that first name, do a search, type in the second name, do a search, type in the third and just check off which ones are available. From there, once you have all that done, you've done your, you've checked YouTube, you've checked Instagram, you've checked Twitter, all that sort of stuff. You've basically got a, you know, a worksheet in front of you, you got those available names on the left, then you got a grid with all of the different platforms on top, all checked off. And now you can start to eliminate, you know, in order of what's important to you. To me, starting out, one of the main things I wanted was I wanted the .com name. Uh, I know that obviously as time goes on, things are becoming more and more acceptable. 15 years ago, when I started my company, it was still very much leaning towards dot com as the, you know, if you're a company or business, you want 
a dot com. So that's what I aimed towards. And I looked and looked and, you know, the uh, CloverdaleMowing.com was available. Uh, and so was CloverdaleMowing.ca and CloverdaleMowing.org and CloverdaleMowing.net and, and all those sort of things. So, you know, that was one of my decisions uh, towards going with that name when I had my short list was uh, that all that stuff was available. Uh, so I purchased all those names. Uh, and all those URLs, uh, to have those, uh, sort of locked up. And then, you know, I looked through Twitter and it was available and looked through, um, YouTube and it was available, uh, and all that sort of stuff. And as other social media platforms popped up, um, you know, luckily, um, some of those things, uh, were available. Uh, and especially if you're registering, uh, right away, because obviously you can't foresee the future. If a new, you know, think about a, two years ago when, you know, there was no TikTok, there was no uh, things, and some uh, social platforms don't last. I think about you know Meerkat and things like that, uh, where you know they come on, they're hot for a bit, and then they disappear. So you don't worry too much. You just worry about those main ones that you want. As new ones pop up, the new popular ones pop up, the TikToks, things like that. You know, if you're registering early adopting those platforms right away, you can pretty much, you know, get on there and uh, register your business right away. So those ones you don't have to, uh, you know, obviously you can't foresee what's going to be coming in the future, but you want to make sure for what's available now, you know, in your order of preference, what you want to do. And for me, like I said, .com, the internet, uh, having a web page was the most important thing. Everything else was basically like the supporting cast to that. So I made sure that, uh, you know, all that. So I went through the list and then started to eliminate, uh, for me, because .com was important, I eliminated all the company, potential company names that a, you know, .com wasn't available for. Uh, so then, you know, that narrowed my list even more. And, you know, I started to look at then uh, the names there and started to then put my own uh, discriminate, you know, discriminating eye against those names of deciding, uh, you know, of what's left, you know, I've got, you know, this now short list of maybe, uh, six names left that have a .com, um, you know, that check all my boxes of all being available on all those sort of platforms or, uh, you know, not all of them had all the platforms, but so then I could, you know, rearrange them and say, okay, well, these ones now are at the top because they're, you know, these names check off all these boxes and, you know, maybe this one checks off five of six boxes and this one's like four of six boxes. So, you know, I had them in order that way as well of those last names uh, of which ones to go. But there was still a few names that checked off all the boxes. So I started to then objectively look at these names and start to think about, okay, what are some other things here uh, that I should be, you know, thinking about uh, in terms of my name? And uh, I wrote a couple of notes down here. And uh, some of the things that I thought about was, you know, do any of these names require or have like a unique spelling? Uh, Because some of the things that I would avoid, number one is unique spelling. Uh, you know, I know it's a lot of, uh, a lot of people like having some sort of unique, um, 
spelling. They think it's, uh, you know, kind of fun and stuff like that. The problem with that is, although when saying the name, it sounds the same as the real spelling, having unique spelling when you're trying to do a search, uh, or if you're a customer that maybe sees a trailer or something like that, you know, and then they're going to go, you know, back at it at a later time and do like a Google search for your company, you know, they may not remember that unique spelling. They may not, it's, it's not something like to you, it may be the coolest thing on the planet, but to that other person, it's just like, okay, you know, they kind of remember what it was called or how it was spelled and they're trying to search. And trust me, I have seen, um, you know, some guys who have, uh, promoted websites where, you know, they have a particular name for it and I've looked at it and then I'm like, okay, let me go search it. And it's like, literally like I'm looking at it and then, you know, say on Instagram, for example. And then, so I'm, I'm actually looking at the URL and then I'm, you know, opening up my web browser and then typing in the name because they didn't have an actual link or anything. And I'm typing in the name and I can't find it. It's, you know, just every time I try to type it, it, it doesn't come up and it's because it was spelt slightly different and, and, you know, and it's, it's just not coming up in searches. It's just not optimized properly and, and that sort of stuff. So it's not coming up, uh, on those, you know, first page of search results. And, you know, there's that, always that, uh, a joke I heard recently, something about, um, you know, what does, uh, a Google, what does the second page of Google search results and a sewage plant have in common? And the answer is nobody visits them. You know, it's that sort of running joke that, you know, when you're doing a Google search, you want to make sure that the names that you're choosing are things that are going to be coming up um, and, you know, you're optimizing your page and doing all that sort of uh, SEO and stuff so that your page is coming up on that first page of Google uh, results. Because the majority of people, unless they're doing, you know, a deep dive, are not going to go to that second page. I know when I'm looking for, uh, you know, a service company or something like that. For example, when I was looking uh, for quotes to do that patio cover uh, that I talked about recently, when I was looking for those other quotes uh, to get comparisons and, you know, see what other people uh, had, uh, you know, was going to bring to the table as far as uh, their uh, materials and design ideas and things like that. It was searching Google and I looked at the, you know, the names that were on that first page. I didn't go to the second page or anything like that. And most people are like that. The only time when I think about myself going uh, past that first page, when I do what I say is like a deep dive, is if I'm doing, uh, looking for reviews of products. Uh, that's when I'll go to the second pages and stuff where I'm actually going through like, and I'll go through like the second and third and fourth page because I'm just looking for uh, any information, anything that may be, you know, popping up, um, relevant to what I'm, uh, searching for, but that's, you know, doing a deep dive in most cases, if I'm just searching for, um, you know, a tire shop or a plumber or whatever the case may be, um, you know, that's all I'm going to do is I'm just going to, you know, search quickly and look at those first page results. Cause there's more than enough of them there on that first page to satisfy my needs of getting, you know, say three quotes or, uh, you know, uh, whatever the case may be. So <clears throat> unique spelling is one of those things that I would, uh, definitely, uh, stay away from. 
The other thing I would stay away from is, and we kind of, uh, you know, covered this, is, uh, you know, similar sounding names uh, to other companies, whether it's just that unique identifier uh, part that, uh, you know, is a name that's very closely related. Maybe the unique uh, or the descriptive part is the same, um, but the, uh, you know, name part, the actual uh, unique part is very similar. Maybe completely different. It may be, say, like, uh, again, that example with Brian's Lawn Maintenance. Uh, Say it's, you know, Brian's Lawn Maintenance, and then, you know, maybe your name um, or a name that you want to call is Brian's Lawn Maintenance or something like that, or Brandon's Lawn Maintenance or something. It might be similar sounding and and confusing. Uh, So I would avoid uh, those types of names as well. Uh, the other thing that I would avoid is uh, hard to say names. If it's very you know complex, I know, um, especially in my next point here is made up words. Like avoid made up words. I know a lot of people like to have companies that are words that they make up or they mash two names together or things like that. Again, could be just difficult for somebody to remember. I always think about, you know, we don't have when you're in a lawn care or landscaping business, we don't have a storefront uh, for the most part, right? People are seeing your trucks and trailers. If you have crews and stuff, they're going to see multiple trucks and trailers. They're going to see you in traffic where they may just get a quick glimpse of your truck and trailer of your name. Uh, so you want it to be something that, you know, in that moment that when somebody is looking at your name, that they are going to remember if they, you know, if it's something that they're like, hey, yeah, I need to get a quote from this guy. I got some work, you know, that needs to be done or something like that. And in a lot of places, it's becoming harder and harder to do something like that. You know, in the past, uh, and I'm just thinking again, speaking from experience, but I know that this is the same in multiple areas with laws uh, banning the use of, you know, cell phones and things while you're driving. So in the past, you may have been, been able to just, you know, pick up your phone and take a photo or something like that. Now, you know, a lot of people aren't willing to do that because of stiff penalties and fines and stuff. You know, if you're in traffic sitting at a red light, and trust me, I've seen it. Uh, I've seen where, uh, you know, I've stopped at a red light and all of a sudden, you know, right on the corner, uh, you know, behind some shrubs or something, some police officer will come out of the shrubs and start walking around the vehicles that are stopped at a red light looking for anybody, you know, using their phone and then, uh, you know, giving them a fine. And, you know, they can be several hundred dollars, uh, you know, three, four hundred dollars uh, fines for distracted driving and things like that for uh, having your cell phone out uh, because of the uh, thing. And I know it's similar in in the United States as well, in some of the states uh, where, uh, you know, using uh, cell phones is completely banned uh, while driving as well. So you can't just grab a phone in a lot of cases and just, you know, snap a picture of a trailer while you're sitting in traffic and stuff because you risk being seen and, you know, getting a ticket and stuff for that. So you want the name to be something that is going to stick with that person's mind. Uh so that's ultimately, uh, you know, things that I started to think about. You want it to be easy to remember, uh, not something that's uh, difficult to remember. So you start to, you know, when you have your list pared down, 
you've you know eliminated all those crazy names that you just sort of uh, blurted out uh, in your brainstorming. You've eliminated the names that are uh, contradicting or too similar or conflicting with known companies and stuff out there. You've uh, got your short list down. You've done your searches for um, web URLs um, for uh, all of the different social platforms you want. You've kind of narrowed that down now. You're putting that critical eye. Are these names that are, you know, made up names? Are they um, names that are spelt differently than what somebody would maybe be uh, think? So you got to think like somebody searching for um, those um, services, because ultimately, you know, most of your uh, customers are going to come from web searches nowadays. That's where most of these new customers are going to be come from. Uh, so you want to make sure that, uh, you know, all of those things are complying with those uh, set of rules that you've, you know, set out for yourself uh, for the different platforms and things that you want to, um, you know, come up with. So for me, I started to, when I had the, you know, that list narrowed down, I was down to like, you know, from the initial like 90 something names that I jotted down, then I narrowed those down. Uh, eliminated all the crazy names, eliminated, uh, you know, the made up words and all those things. And, uh, you know, did the name searches on my own through the city, uh, through the uh, uh, provincial uh, registry, all those sorts of things. Then, uh, you know, did uh, uh, eliminate all the names that, uh, you know, dot coms weren't available for all that sort of stuff. Then I was left to maybe like four or five names, four or five names that fit all of those criteria that I wanted. And now it just becomes, you know, that sort of personal preference. What do you like? Which of these names grabs you? Which of those names kind of sounds good? Now, some of the things that you want to think about here when you're down to these last uh, names is, and I'm just peeking at my notes here again, is that uh, you want to think about how people are searching. You want to think about you know, what would be easy to remember if somebody's in traffic and they're just getting a glimpse of your trailer and, you know, your branding's on point, your trailer and truck are nice and shiny. They can see, you know, your uh, professional equipment in the back there. You know, uh, or you look like you know what you're doing, um, that you've been around for a while. So you're you're catching their eye. They They look interested. And we've all seen uh, companies like that. In fact, when I purchased my house um, back in uh, 2010, one of the first things that I needed on my house was a new roof. And the company that I hired uh, to do the new roof, I hired because of their trucks and trailers, because I had seen um, a bunch of their trucks and trailers while I was out working. And they were you know, all over the place, it would seem. I would go into a neighborhood and there'd be three or four of them, um, you know, three or four crews of the same company with their shiny trucks and trailers working on, you know, three or four houses in the neighborhood. And it rem their trucks and trailers reminded me of, uh, you know, the 1-800-GOT-JUNK type trucks, just really clean and spotless and stuff. And, you know, that caught my eye. So when it came time to, uh, for me to do uh, and get quotes, these, this company, uh, even though I did like a Google search at the time and got some other quotes, this company stood out to me because I had seen them around multiple times, multiple crews, and it's their trucks and trailers that stuck out to me. 
So it's one of those things, right? So when you're you're in those situations, you want that name to be something that is easy to remember. So I start to think about that, start to think about, well, how can I, you know, of these last four or five names that I have down, you know, what are some advantages of names? Well, ultimately, you know, I start to think about the way people search and how is it easy to remember? Well, I thought, well, for me, uh, what are my future plans and goals for this company? Because this is something that could influence the name that you choose. I went with a name that checked off all my boxes and was uh, happened to be the name of the town uh, or neighborhood uh, that I live and work in. And I thought, well, the advantages of this are that uh, not only does it uh, unique, you know, it's a unique identifier for my mowing company, uh, but it also uh, it gives people a lot more information as well because it tells people where I work. Um, so by choosing a name, in my case, Cloverdale Mowing, uh, it tells people that you know I have a mowing company and we service Cloverdale, uh, and that's one of the things that I really wanted to focus on because when I left the franchise company, I wanted to really, you know, by that time, five years in with the franchise company, I had learned a lot about root density and how important that was. So I knew that when I started my own company, I wasn't interested in, you know, going multi-city or, you know, across the country or things like that. I knew that I was focused in, that I always, you know, had really no interest in employees and crews and expansions and things like that. It was really about, you know, just working for myself as a single owner operator. That's what I really enjoyed. Uh, and I wanted to focus in on a specific neighborhood. So by naming my company after that neighborhood and the fact that it checked off all the boxes and all that sort of stuff, you know, that's how I went. The other thing I thought, well, you know, if I'm living and working in this neighborhood, uh, it makes it very easy for people to remember because they're all living and working, you know, in this city or neighborhood as well. So when they're driving around, it's very simple when they see my trailer and it says Cloverdale mowing, it's very easy to remember. They don't have to take a picture of it. They don't have to even write the name down. And now the fact that, you know, that name had a .com available for it, uh, made it even simpler because right there on the side of the trailer, it says the name of the company. And then it says, you know, CloverdaleMowing.com. Super simple. You don't have to, even though my, you know, my uh, phone number, um, is on the trailer as well. And was in, is a very, actually very easy to remember phone number. Uh, it is almost irrelevant because of the CloverdaleMowing.com it is right there and makes it, super simple for people that they look at it because it's something they can remember because they're in that town. So it's easy to remember the name Gloverdale and the fact that it's a mowing company. So you put them together. And I think that's why for me, at least the company has done so well. And like I've talked about um, in the past, how, you know, when I left the franchise company, I thought that, you know, it take a few years, you know, you know, they say on average, it takes, you know, 
starting a business, it'll take you like three years to get on your feet and, and stuff and be like sufficient and stuff where, you know, within a few months I had a full uh, palette of uh, customers and stuff uh, because uh, it just, everything clicked, everything. I had done my due diligence. I had done all this research in the year prior to leaving that franchise company. I had all this stuff happening. I had already, uh, you know, worked on building a website uh, over the winter before launching the company the next season, all that sort of stuff. So all the SEO, all that stuff was all coming together at the time where I was ready to hit the, uh, you know, streets with my new company. Uh, and, you know, being the uh, the company name named the way it is, making it very easy for people to remember, it just caught on. And people loved that uh, you know, sort of small town feel to it that you're, you know, focused here. Now I talked about, you know, thinking about your future plans and goals and, you know, that sort of thing. And another thing you want to look at, uh, when picking your name is, will the name ultimately affect your ability to sell the company in the future? If that's something that, you know, happens. So I started to think about some examples. Uh, and in my case, you know, <clears throat> thinking about, well, could I expand if I ultimately do like I thinking about here, you know, I only want to do, you know, single owner operate, but what if I wanted to expand? What if I wanted to go to different cities and things like that, uh, and have crews and build it out? Could it be done? Well, I went, you know, started thinking back to my example of, uh, the Cloverdale paint store and, you know, it uh, obviously was a store that started out in Cloverdale, but it's all over the province now. They have locations everywhere. So I was like, well, you know, they were able to expand all over the province of British Columbia, um, being named uh, just, you know, Cloverdale uh, paint. That didn't stop them. I thought about another uh, store as well uh, that used to be around that started in, uh, it was a little hardware store. It's not there anymore. But it was a hardware store that started in <clears throat> uh, Revelstoke, BC. And uh, I think originally it was called Revelstoke Building Materials, and they changed it to like um, uh, Revy or something like that for short. Uh, but it, it had expanded uh, all over the province as well. And then I think it even went across Canada as well. But it started in, you know, this little town that it was named after. So I saw that you could still expand the company if you wanted to, uh, even though it was named after the town. So that wasn't a consideration. And then the other thing was selling the name or selling the company. If I wanted to sell the company, would the name affect it? Well, no, it's a generic, um, you know, name uh, after a specific town, uh, same thing. So it wasn't like naming the company after myself. Uh, being like Julio's mowing uh, or something like that, uh, where it's like, well, now I'm selling it to somebody who's not Julio that could uh, ultimately affect um, the value of the company. You know, there might be a lot less buyers who want to buy uh, a company uh, after an individual. Um, it's not always the case. Uh, that franchise company I was a part of was named after uh, somebody. And there's some, you know, pluses and minuses to that uh, as well. Uh, but, you know, 
where you're going to see the most value or the most possible interest in a company name. Well, if it's a generic name, if it's not tied to any one person, uh, you're going to have the most value uh, if you ever are thinking about uh, selling uh, that business uh, in the future. So those are, you know, the things that I went through in my mind, uh, all of the different steps when I thought about uh, starting uh, my uh, company and, uh, you know, basically leaving the franchise system and rebranding and going my own way. Um, this is the very strategic and, um, you know, uh, way I went about picking the name to my company. It wasn't just, you know, throw something out there and, uh, you know, away we go. Uh, it was very strategic. It was a lot of planning, a lot of research, a lot of thought in narrowing down those names and thinking about how people search for company names, uh, how people search for, you know, um, services when they're thinking about it and thinking about those situations like being in traffic and somebody seeing a trailer is that name easy to remember is that name you know that sort of stuff so you know you can be very strategic but all of that planning that uh, you put into finding the right name for your business can pay multiple dividends uh, in the future like it has for me uh, in terms of, you know, just the company name, uh, sort of, uh, resonating with people, taking off, being easy to remember, all that sort of stuff. It just checked all those boxes, uh, when it came, uh, together. So, uh, just wanted to uh, put this episode together for you guys. I've heard, um, uh, a lot of advice on naming or, uh, businesses and things like that. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I hear some of the advice and there's not really any real, uh, uh, you know, content that's given out there. It's just sort of talking points uh, with no real sort of actionable advice. So I wanted to uh, give you guys some real uh, actionable advice on some things to think about, some steps to think about uh, on uh, how to name a company. If you're thinking about naming a company for the first time or uh, rebranding a, a company, uh, if you're uh, thinking about doing that as well. So uh, that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now. <laughs>